Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Of course, this month um, we have began to preach on the subject, One Hope. Amen. One Hope. Amen. That Ephesians chapter 4 verse 4 again, it says there was one body, one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. It is the hope of your what? It is the hope of your calling. Hallelujah. And uh, we did a, Mfundisi did a great job last week and teaching us about the hope of your primary calling. Oh, what a sermon it was. Amen. Ah, I don't know about you. I went to the podcast to listen and re-listen again because it was such a powerful thing. Amen. And uh, this morning we are taking it further, talking about the hope of your secondary calling. All right. The hope of my secondary calling. The hope of my secondary calling. Amen. We are going to read the word of God even from the book of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18. And it says, the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Your eyes be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? Amen. But God wants you to, that your eyes be enlightened when it comes to your calling. Amen. No more days of being blind in your calling. No more days of being confused and lost about what God has called you to do. He says that your eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know. Can I speak to somebody who wants to know? When I know, I will do and excel. Amen. And that you will know what is the hope of his calling. In the message translation, it says that I ask the God of our master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning in knowing him personally. That your eyes focused and clear so that you can see exactly what is he is calling you to do. Hey, Bazalan, say, I love his word. word. Let me repeat this scripture again in the message translation. It says that I ask God, our master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent. Listen, in your calling, God wants you to be intelligent. And he says that and discerning, you must be able to discern in your calling. There must be discernment. And he says that in knowing him personally, which, by the way, is your primary calling, to know Christ, to know God. Amen. And he says that your eyes focused, okay? Your eyes focused, even as we fix our eyes unto Jesus, your eyes fixed unto the one who called you. While you are doing, your eyes must be fixed on the one who has called you. Amen. Amen. And your eyes focused. Stop looking to your sides. Peter, 
as you walk on the water. Quit looking at the winds, Peter. Fix your eyes on the one who's calling you. Mm -hmm. Follow the voice of the one who's calling you, Peter, on the waters. And when he's calling you, he says, fix your eyes, focused. And he says, not only focus, but clear. Yeah. Have clarity in your calling. Clarity is a gift. When I have it, I have speed. When I'm clear, I move fast. <laughs> clarity is success. When I have clarity in my calling... I will achieve what God has set me to do. So he says that your eyes be focused and clear. All right? And then says so that you can see exactly what is, what is he calling you to do. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, O oh God. You have called us with a calling. The Bible says that it is a holy calling. Father, we thank you that you have given us a primary call to yourself, to you, O oh God. Our primary call, it is to you. But we thank you that now that we are in you, O oh God, you give us a secondary calling to do something for you. And Father, we thank you that even as we are going through this word, oh God, give us wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. First of all, family, we need to, for those who were not here last week, I will do remedial work for you, don't worry. We have a primary calling in our lives, Amen. And our primary calling is when God calls us to himself through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In the process of salvation. All right. So God calls us to himself first and he wants us to have a relationship with him first. In other words, our primary calling is to him. So our primary calling is to someone. And before we are going into our, our secondary calling, we have to be able to master our primary calling. Because our secondary calling is birthed from our primary calling. So our primary call is, is to God. It is to himself through the Lord Jesus Christ. So it is to someone before I could do something for him. So God calls me to himself first before I can do something for him. Okay? And, and the clarity of my secondary calling comes from my um, uh, uh, participation in my primary calling. Uh, um, don't worry, we're going to get there. Okay, we're going to get there. I can, come down, all right? <laughs> I see you are getting intense, all right? Okay. Now, so our primary call, it is to God. And our secondary call is to do something for him. So our primary calling, it is first spiritual. And our secondary calling is, can be spiritual, but also it is physical. 
In other words, our primary calling, it is with God, and our secondary calling, it is for impact. So our primary calling is vertical. Our secondary calling is horizontal. Right? In other words, I have two dimensions as a child of God. I have a vertical dimension where God is calling me to himself to have a relationship with him. And out of those wells, I come and draw strength to do what he has called me to do. So in other words, the power to do what God has called me to do, I take it from this dimension. Oh, somebody, you, you need to be ready for this. Because the cross of Jesus is both vertical and horizontal. Okay, let me leave that one. But, therefore, we have this vertical calling, which is our primary calling. Amen. And then we have a secondary calling. So our primary calling, it is an invitation. So a calling itself is an invitation. And Jesus did many things in the world, but one of the things that he never missed on doing was to invite people to himself. Watch what he says to the two brothers who were fishing when he meets them. We later know them to become the disciples. He says that follow me and I will make you. Follow me and I will make you. In other words, come to my primary calling and I will send you on your secondary calling. So follow me even as I make you. Hallelujah. So, 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 so we have that primary call and we have the secondary call. Watch this. Even your primary call, the way you work it, the way you live it, the way you work your salvation with trembling and fear, it is what allows you to have clarity in your secondary calling. So how do I get to this secondary? How do I get clarity to the secondary calling? I need to be able to be intimate with the Lord. Okay. Clarity comes with proximity. In other words, the closer I come to God, the more I hear. The closer I get in my primary calling with the Lord Jesus Christ, the more I hear his voice as he speaks in that still silent voice, in that whispering voice. I need to come closer to him. My ears need to be closer to him all the time. Why? Because he's about to give me instruction in order to win in my secondary calling. So God will want to draw you close first. He would want to come close to you first and then give you clarity in that relationship. How well I work my primary calling determines how effective I am in my secondary call. Come here, Moses. If God wants to use you to liberate the people of Egypt, I will be able as God to make a burning bush. But if you are far, you won't hear the voice. So then he draws closer to the burning bush. And as he draws closer, the voice of God becomes louder and louder and he can get instruction. And instruction says, Moses, the place you are in is holy. Take off your shoes. I can't hear that instruction if I am far from God. So proximity to God in my primary call will determine my secondary calling and my effective in, effectiveness in that secondary calling. Amen. Amen. So Jesus himself used to call people. He called even the children. He said that, let the children come to who? Yeah. 
to me. So Jesus calls us, God calls us to God that we may have a relationship with him. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So God has called us to different sectors in our lives. He has called us into three main sectors. I hope one of you, you fall in one of these sectors. But God has called us even out of our primary calling and giving birth to our secondary calling. Therefore, God calls us into these three main sectors. He can call us in the private sector where we are doing business or where we could be in entertainment and where we could be uh, dealing with tech and many other things. Amen. We know there are other people who are working in the private sector here. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God has called you in that area. You are not there by mistake, but it is the call of God for you to be in that particular place. Hallelujah. And God has also called people into the public sector. Watch this. Your primary calling is in the Lord Jesus Christ, right? It is in knowing God. And then your secondary calling is what you do for him. Amen. And so God calls you into these spaces so that then you are going to draw from your primary calling and that you be become effective in your secondary calling. So while you are in the public sector, don't forget that you have a primary calling. You've been to the public clinics. People operate in those places as though they have no calling. Have you been to the public schools? Or to the schools in general. People just teaching children without understanding that this is a calling. This is not just about making money. This is not just about a career. This is a calling. This is a calling. And you must operate and function in it like you are called. Hallelujah. I used to have a, a teacher when I was in high school who made me fall in love with math and science. Um, and she was so good at it. She was so good at it. And I think what made me fall in love with her subjects more is because she was born again. Oh my God, that teacher of mine, when she realized that I was born again and she saw the fire of God in my life, I was in grade 10. She, she, she helped, I wanted to start the, the, the student organization. I mean, the fire of God is in my heart. I just want to preach, amen. And so I did not know what to do. And so because she's born again, she went to the principal and spoke to the principal and said that, listen, there's these kids who are born again in this school and they just want to pray and pray for the school and pray for all the learners and so forth. We like that you give them some time. I mean, like, listen, this is somebody who goes beyond the call of duty and realize that I am not just here to operate and get a salary, but I am here under a calling. I am here called. While I am teaching these children, what does it benefit? feed them to give them this and they don't see heaven at the end of the day it is a calling what is the purpose of you gaining all that you are gaining in that sector yet the people you are servicing are going to hell you are not preaching to anyone you are not talking the word to anyone all you are doing you are just there to do the bare minimum and get your salary and go but you do not you forget that you have a primary calling there was a calling in what you are doing can you be a doctor and when the fever can break with all methods that we know, can you lay hands and break the powers of darkness from the fever in the name of Jesus? Why? Because I'm not just a doctor. I have a calling. Amen. Hallelujah. 
There was a call of God in our lives even as we navigate these sectors of our lives. And of course, we have the ecclesiastical um, um, sector, which is where we are. Abu Pastor G, amen. This is where we are called, amen. Hallelujah, amen. <laughs> but also, it includes your family. It includes your family. Just in case you didn't know, you are called to your family. Yes, yes, yes. It's a calling to become a husband. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it is a calling. It is a calling. God called you to be a husband. That edge and that desire, that fire you felt inside of you where you felt like, yeah, I need somebody in my life. God put that in your heart. Why? Because he was inviting you and calling you and say that, come partner with me. I want to build a family with you. And God releases that special someone for you so that you can be able to build with that person. And it is a calling. They went kulmang a corner to each other. It's like you forget that you have a calling to each other. So while even having those heated fellowships, don't forget. <laughs> hey, it's a calling. So at the end of the day, we must revert back to that calling. To say, hey, sasasangene nyame, nasbuyelegu primary calling. Where I can apologize and speak in tongues over your life. Oh, jaba jaba. <laughs> Hallelujah. So it is a calling and you are called to do that. Our God, he gave us this calling so that we can be able to um, operate in them, succeed in them and work them. And, 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 and not only that, but once we are aware that we are called Bazalani, we are able to access the grace that exists in that area. There is a grace that God has bestowed in your company over your life. God is abilities and skill set, his mindsets and, and strategies that God has downloaded in your DNA or in your primary calling so that you can become an answer to these people that you are working for. You are a solution. God downloads this thing in the moments of prayer and worship. God downloads heaven inside of you so that you may become an answer to your company. But you can't access this if you don't know that you are called. And in the morning as you wake up, before you get in that car, start praying, start engaging heavens. Why? I have a calling. I have a calling. Even as I go there, I have a calling and I'm praying as I'm driving and blasting my worship. You know, you have a calling. You have a calling. You have a calling upon your life. So engage and activate the grace for this calling upon your life. You have a calling. You have a calling. It is a ministry that God has given you, even in your life. Amen. And not only that, but God wants you to be fulfilled in your calling. He wants you to be satisfied even in your calling. Hallelujah. Amen. So you have to live as though you are called at work. I bet there are men in here whom at work, they don't know that you are saved. The shock they will receive one day when they know that you are called and you are born again. The shock. The whole way. Nah? <laughs> Hallelujah. First, First Corinthians chapter 7 verse 17 says that nevertheless, each person should live as a believer in whatever situation the Lord has assigned to them. 
They should live as, as a believer in whatever circumstance and in whatever sector God has called them. You must live as a believer. You must live as though you are called. Your office, we must see that this person is unique. There is a calling. And you must live in like you have a calling upon your life. Hallelujah. The book of 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 9, it says that he has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. In other words, God called you before the time began and prepared everything that you need for where you are going. And if you don't understand that you are called, you will walk this journey and your career and your business not knowing that you are called and you will miss out on engaging the grace and the anointing of God that is available for you for free. No installment, no payment, nothing. It is available for you. These are divine abilities that God gives you. He gives you talents, gifts, abilities, skill sets so that you are able to do the work that you are supposed to do. If I give you the tools to do something, you see this bolt here. Without a, a right tool, I can take years trying to unbolt it. But God gives us divine abilities, skill set, anointing, so that it's like, like, like a spanner or a wretch. I can, a wretch, I can just come and, 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 and put it there and put less effort for maximum output. Yeah. Yeah. It is your portion as the child of God. God wants you to do less and have maximum results. Amen. That is what the grace and the anointing for your calling is about. It's about that you can get into boardrooms here go to and this is a serious problem. This is a money a, a, a draining problem or figure up in the boardroom and God downloads devices and technologies and systems in your spirit that when you are sitting there you can just decode and I come with a solution. It is the anointing and grace upon your life. Amen. Hallelujah. So many of us are called and we're not even aware. And even without even our primary calling, many of us could not even discover who we are. Yeah. I don't know about you, but without salvation, I, hey, yeah. I thought I was called to other things. God called me for something else. Yes, I thought I was an engineer. I was ready. I was dealing with everything. I'm a flow rates. I'm a valves and everything. Processing and this and that. I was talking about desalination, saturation systems and all those things. I, I studied only to realize that God has got me called for something else. I'm called to engineer souls. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
But, but, but when you don't understand yourself, you will think you are called for many things and miss out on the assignment of God upon your life because you are thinking that you will engage other uh, uh, things that will, have, will make you think that every opportunity that comes, it means that's where I'm going. Some people, that's how they choose their callings because there was a bazaari available. It is available, but is it going where you are going? Not only that, but God gives you wisdom that comes with your calling. But God called you there and he packaged very well everything that you are going to need there. You are lacking nothing. Can I say this to somebody? You are lacking nothing in your industry. You've got all the tools. God has given them right inside of you. The Holy Spirit holds that information. All you have to do is engage your primary call and say, God, what is it that you have in store for my life in this place? Not only that, but God wants you to thrive and prosper. He wants you to prosper. Listen, sometimes prosperity, yes, it may come with financial gain. Amen. But prosperity is fulfillment of purpose. I can prosper just by doing God's purpose in my life. I can be satisfied doing just God's call in my life. And whatever that they pay me, thank God they pay me, but I am already satisfied. In other words, your remuneration does not define me. It's the fact that I have fulfilled the calling and the purpose of God over my life. Hallelujah. So you can't even trick me with money. Some of you are held hostage with money at the expense of a calling. So it is a painful thing, Basil, not knowing your purpose in life. It's a painful thing. It's a painful thing. A calling is a group. Calling. The call of God over your life. And it demands, it demands response. And so when you don't know what you are called for, you will waste opportunities. Have you ever felt like you're a black sheep in your family? Because for some reason you just can't get it together. You just can't get it together. The amount of companies you have opened and started. Now say CISPC. You are known. God wants you to thrive and prosper, Bazalwani. Both in your primary calling and your secondary calling. God wants you to prosper with both the visible and the invisible. God wants you to prosper with both the tangibles and the intangible. God wants you to be good and speak in tongues and that's great. But he also wants you to be able to whip up a slide in your presentation and speak proper English. What is the use of all those tongues and you can't even speak proper English? So, so God wants you to prosper in every aspect of your life. Yes. 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 So God wants you to be good spiritually, but be able to stand up physically in your calling and produce the same results. God doesn't want you to be a dwarf, but you're a spiritual giant. 
But you have a calling upon your life. God wants you to thrive in every aspect of your life. He wants you to be good in everything that you are doing. God, and he gives you abilities and talents so that you can do exactly that. Hallelujah. So God wants, listen to what 2 Peter 1 verse 3 says that his divine power has given us, has given to all of us things that are pertaining to life and godliness. Life and godliness. My calling and spiritual calling. My job and my spiritual calling. God has given you the power to thrive and succeed in both the spirit realm and in both the natural. God wants you to be a giant at work, and become the same person. God doesn't want you to bring a lot of money, but you are not a good father. God doesn't want you to be here worshipping and losing it to yourself. The kids wonder, is this the same person? He has given you the power for both the life and the life in godliness or the godliness. Amen. So God gives you that ability. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Are we still okay, Bazalwan? So God wants you to have this because he wants the balance. Scripture says in the book of Proverbs that it is an abomination when you have unbalanced scales. God calls it abomination when you live a life that is not balanced. When you are doing so well in your secondary calling, but you can't even hold a five-minute prayer. And not only that, Gebazalwani, watching my time, but God gives us talents and abilities. The scripture says that Jesus tells us of a parable or rather he shows us what the kingdom of heaven is like and he says that the kingdom of heaven is like a man who gave his servants talents. He gave them talents. He gave them talents. He gave them abilities. He gave them talents. But watch this. He's expecting them to multiply the talents. The Bible says that he gives one talent to one person. He gives two to another. And he gives five talents. Amen. God can give you five talents. You must advocate. God, give me multiple talents. I need multiple talents because I want the talent of being a good husband and be saying, hey, babe. But at the same time, when I get to pray, I say, holy are you, Lord. It is multiple talents. God, you have given me multiple talents. I can jump on the guitar, but I can jump on the piano and operate another talent. You must advocate that God give me divine abilities. Fabi, I cannot be failing in one area and be good in another. God, give me talents. So he gave them talent. He gives one, he gives two, and he gives five. There are one talent marriages. There are one talent people. There are one talent churches. All they have is one talent. That's all they have is one talent. And there are people who are, have the capacity to withhold two talents in their lives. And it's not that God does not love them when he doesn't give them five. It's just that God gives according to ability and capacity. You should stop worrying and crying why God has done so much for the other person. It is simply because of, of talent management. God will not give you what you cannot manage. So he will give you the talent for you. 
because you can manage that talent. It is based on management. And he gave the other five. There are five talent people. There are five talent people. And watch this. If we were to ask the person who has one talent, well, how do you feel? He would probably say that, you know what? I was waiting in the line with everybody else. Yeah. And I saw somebody receive five. I was like, Zasha. Yeah. 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 And then I saw who yeah. Because then I saw two talents. Yeah. I was like, what is going on here? Yeah. What is this man doing? And then he got to me. He gave me one talent. And, and, and look, listen, the Bible said he takes this talent and hides it. He hides it because when he looks at the rest of the people, he sees that I don't have a chance. I don't stand a chance industry. With this one talent, what am I going to do? The people here in this industry, they have one million views and one million subscribers. Here I am with just my Huawei phone and I don't have stuff. I have nothing with one subscriber and one view. What am I going to do? I stand no chance. The people in this company hold degrees more than thermometers. I hear coming in with my degree. I stand no chance. And so what did he do? He hides it in his insecurity. He hides it in comparison. You know one talent people? All they talk about is how unable they are. You have not said anything to them. Already they tell you. You see, just that I don't have a car. If I had a car, you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's just that I don't have money. If I had money, can the God give you enough? And, and, and by the way, he does exactly what the, the master thought he would do. He gave him one because he already knew, go to this one. And he did exactly that. He didn't disappoint. Did exactly that. And he hid it. Amen. And then we have two talent people. Hallelujah. You see, two talent people are better than one talent people. Say, I'm better than one talent people. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But the problem with two talent people is that they let the thrive for greatness. They settle and they, are, they suffer from mediocrity. Because at least I'm not a one talent person. At least one talent person cries about not having a car. But at least I have a car and some bit of salary. So I'm okay. So then they, they navigate their calling with that unction to say that, you know what, I don't have to go any further. We are okay here. Comfortable. They are comfortable there. So, so there's two talent people suffer from comfort. Wow. They, 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 they quickly get full. Be worried about people who get full. You know you can give somebody an idea who is full. I'm telling you, you will be the one working the most. People who are full are a problem. Because you will try to pour in them. And, and, and by the way, they, they, don't, they, they don't like declining. So they will come. They will not say, I am full. They will take it in any ways. And not deliver. I have a desire for praying. I think God is calling me to do something. Can you partner with me in prayer? You're talking to a person who's full. Atia, no, no, no. We will walk this journey together. You know, and I will encourage you and I will, will pray together and so forth. No, we They are full. They are the two talent people. Hallelujah. Mm, my time. And then we have five talent people. 
Oh my goodness. Ah, I said you must advocate for five talents. I believe that David was a five talent man. David had the ability to navigate five talents. You see, the Bible says that when his brothers did not like him, his father took him behind and he put him at the back and sent, he sent him to the field. Watch what a five-talent man does. In that place, they are not crying and moaning. A five-talent person works on themselves in, in spite of who recognizes them or not. A five-talent person will take an opportunity when nobody sees it to work on their calling, to work on their ministry. When there was no opportunity, a five-talent person will prepare in obscurity. They don't care about being known. A five talent person will work this thing knowing that there was an opportunity that is coming one day and therefore I do not rest because I know something is coming they are the five talent people and the Bible says that David, David in the wilderness not only was he sitting there and preparing but he was working on other graphs he was writing poems he was writing the, the Psalms he was encouraging himself in other words when I put David in the music industry David will come out are uh, leading the pack. David will come out to be the best. Why? Because he is a five talent person. He kept on writing the songs. He kept on writing the, 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 the poems and encourages himself. That is a five talent person. They are self-sufficient. The encouragement stems out from them. They don't have to call you. Encouragement bubbles up right inside of them. You fire them today. They are the five talent people that will rise up tomorrow to encourage them they have five talents it is the five talent people not only that but when, when, when David if you can give him the sheep or the pastoral ministry David will smell like sheep David will fight for the sheep David will take care of the sheep he is a five talent person David will go to the sheep he will know which sheep is sick he will know which sheep is well he will wash the sheep he will take care of the sheep he will protect the sheep not only that but he has protective instincts David is a five talent guy not only that but when he sees the bear and the lion David is able to charge he is a five talent guy he is not afraid to protect his family his calling his ministry he is a five talent guy not only that but David is a five talent guy because the Bible said that when Saul was in distress and having anxieties David could come into the presence of the king watch this not only that but the calling that and the gift that you have and the talent that you have will open doors but when you get in there you need another gift and calling to sustain you in the room I need a five talent in my life because without five talents I will die where I am going and so when he got in the presence of the king saw David could take a, a, an instrument and play David could take, take an instrument and play and soothe the anxieties of the king. Why? He is multi-talented. You put him in every industry, David will come out leading the pack. David will come out leading the nations. David is wild. He cannot be contained. Yeah, come on somebody. Even his father's household cannot contain him because David is talented. You put him everywhere, he will thrive. He will win. Don't even start me on the war. Don't even start me with the battle because David, when he gets into the battlefield, hey, come on, somebody, you give him less resources, he will come out with maximum results. You give him less resources, David will come back with the 
the head of a giant. David is wild. He is a man of war. He has multi-talents. God give me five talents. I don't know who I'm talking to, but God give me five talents. I need five talents. I need to know that I can get in the business and win. I can get out in the church and win. I can be at home and win. I can be in the streets and win. I need five talents. Oh, increase my capacity, God. Because you see, David is wild. And I don't like David because he makes me feel so bad that I'm struggling over one thing. But David, you give him just a stick and stone. David will go to the battlefield with just sticks and stones. Ah, come on, somebody. With just sticks and stones. David can bring down darkness. David can fight. Hey. All he has is metric and nothing else. All he has is a metric, nothing else. All he has is a CV and nothing else. He has no loan. He has no funding. He has no help. All he has. Hey. David, he gets in the battlefield. He comes with sticks and stones. The Bible says he goes to the brook and takes five, five stones. What says he goes to the brook and he pulls out five. He is a five talent guy. And then he comes from the, the Bible says the stones that he picked, they were smoothed. In other words, they were refined. In other words, they were, they, they, they were already eroded. They had been worked upon. Can I speak to somebody? You need to work on yourself because the gifts that you have, they are rough they are rough they are rough refine them go study go go get knowledge and understanding go refine yourself because the gifts that you have they are powerful but they are still rough they need to work go study go get a qualification because you're about to come down and bring maximum results and the gifts that you have the Bible says that this, the stones are smooth. What does it mean, Pastor G? The Bible said where he took them, he took at the, at the brooks, the bubbling brook. This is the, the, the waters. This is the Spirit of God who refines our gifts. In other words, the stones were refined by the Spirit of God. Watch this. Watch this. You need the Spirit of God to, uh, to be able to refine your calling, to refine your gifts. I am not just going there by myself. I am going with the Spirit of God. He goes ahead of me. He is omnipresent important and omnipresent he is everywhere anywhere when i go to that meeting he is already there he is refining the gifts but watch this he gets the five stones that are smooth and then he gets a piece of stick to go and create a sling and he gets in the battlefield david is a five talent guy he has five talents in his gift and so he's about to utilize these gifts watch what Goliath is saying listen you are I am a military war warrior I have the latest in technology I have the latest weapons I have the, the, the latest in the industry I am wearing the most expensive armor my sword is forged and fashioned from the precious metals. Yes. 
like I am solidified where I am. I am strong. And my confidence is because of the things that I have. This is Goliath mocking David. And he says that, and, and, and after all these things that I have, you come to me with sticks and stones. What kind, who do you think I am that you come to me with sticks and stones? Who do you think you are getting in this boardroom with just five stones and sticks? Who do you think you are coming into this industry with sticks and stones? When people have got money and funding, you are coming with sticks and stones. Who do you think you are coming to me with sticks and stones? Oh, is he talking about the same stick? The same stick that was taken from the branch of a tree. Is Goliath referring to the same stick? The same stick that turned into a snake. Is he talking about the same stick? You are coming to me with the stick. Is he talking about the same stick when there was no solution? Where there was no going backwards or forward? When the enemies are behind and there was the Red Sea in front? Is he talking about the same stick? The same stick that when they Moses parted, lifted up and he parted the seas. The same stick. Is he talking about the same stick? I know this stick. I have seen this stick. This stick calls solutions. It is the stick of the Lord. Hey! This is the same stick that the Bible in the New Testament says that my king, my savior was hung across. This is the same stick that we are talking about. You are coming to me with sticks and stones. Are they talking about the same stick? Yeah. 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 Oti, you are coming to me with stones. What are you talking about? What are you talking about the stones? Are you talking about the same stone which the builders rejected? Are you talking about the same stone that when they were building, the Bible said it has become the chief cornerstone. Are you talking about the same stone? Yes, I'm coming to you with the stones. And yes, I'm coming to you with sticks and stones. What you are coming to me with stones. Are you talking about the same stone? The rock of offense? Is he talking about the same stone? The same stone where Jesus says that upon this rock, I will... Yes, I come to you with sticks and stones. Yes, I come to you with less resources. Yes, I come to you with just myself. I am not alone. I am refined by the Holy Spirit. I am not alone. I come with Christ himself. My primary calling is feeding my secondary calling. My primary calling is giving strength to my secondary calling yes I'm coming to you like that and then he speaks this word but today 
I will have your head. Today, I will produce maximum results with less resources. I am called to this industry. I am not just here to be a number instead. I came here for everything. I came here for everything. I came here for leadership. I came here for CEO. I came, I came here for everybody. Watch for your chair. I have come here for it as well. I, I'm coming for everything. I'm coming for everything. There was nothing because God gave me a promise and he gave me less resources. Therefore, I am enough. I am coming for your head. I am coming for your head. I am coming for your head. Give me your head. Let's learn this play. Therefore, the Bible says that when he puts his stones in within this device that he has forged, Bazalwan, hey, there's nothing of a device. Yes. And the Bible says that when he put his target on Goliath. Oh my goodness. Can, can, can I tell you, you, you've been holding the sling for too long because you are worried of the target. Uh, you, you have the right resources and, and you, you are able to gather the right resources, thank God. But now to release, you are scared because you are afraid what are they going to say should you fail and miss. You are afraid what are they going to say. And so therefore you've been holding, Oti, let me wait for the right opportunity. Listen, when I have God, the odds are on my side. It is the right time, the right opportunity is there. And therefore you are holding on for too long. Can I speak to somebody? Release and let go. Release and let go. Send the CV. Release and let go. Send the information. Release and let go. They will see forward. Listen, the Bible says when he released, the Spirit of God found the right target. The Spirit of God navigated. He helped him in his efforts. Listen, release. God will see you in your efforts. Let it go. God sees your efforts. Release it. God will help you in your efforts. Release it. God sees your efforts. Father, we thank you that you have called us with a calling and have equipped us, oh God. Oh, I sense a five talent coming upon somebody this morning. There was five talent for you. There was five talent for you. There was five talent for you. Declare five talents and say, I have five talents. I have five talents. I have five talents. I am good at school. I will get the maximum results. I have five talents. You have ta Come on, somebody. I have five talents. Five talents. Five talents. Five talents. Five talents for my calling. Five talents and abilities for my calling. Five talents for my family. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was hope for your calling. There was hope for your calling. There was hope for your calling. Even though it had failed, there was oh, hope for your calling. Even though it seems like you don't know the way forward, the way you are, there was hope. And this hope is Jesus. And he will give you five abilities and five talents. He will make you strong. There was hope in your calling. There was hope for your family. There was hope for your family. There was hope for your family. There was hope for your marriage. There was hope for your business. There was hope for where you are going. There was hope for your job. 
job. There was hope in that company. There was hope in that company. Don't jump ship yet. There was hope in there. There was hope in there. Be satisfied. There was hope in there. Be satisfied. There was hope there. In that industry, there was hope. Things are going to change. There was hope. Don't give up. There was hope for your calling. Yeah. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody pray. Pray that God revive my hope. Revive my hope. Revive my hope in my work. Revive my hope at my job. Revive my hope. Oh God, anoint me, oh Father. With five talents, oh God. With divine abilities, oh God. Abilities that transcends time. Oh, Master, give me abilities. Give me abilities that set me apart. Give me abilities, oh God, that make my calling sure. I am sure of this calling. Give me abilities that even I have less resource. Let my eyes not stay on the resource, but my eyes fix itself, oh God, that my eyes will be enlightened. That my eyes will be enlightened. That my eyes will be enlightened. And I will look, oh Father, for the hope of glory, which is the Lord Jesus. Jesus, I have hope in my calling. I have hope in my calling. This is not the end of me. This is not the end of me. This is not my end. This is my beginning. This is my beginning. This is my beginning. I am called. I am assigned. I am called. I am assigned. I am anointed. I have what it takes. I have enough. All that I have is enough. All that I'm carrying is enough. All that I have is enough. Oh, hallelujah. Do not give room for disappointment. Amen. Do not allow yourself to be disappointed. Do not allow yourself to be crushed and your spirit to be crushed. There was hope for your calling. There was hope for your career. There was hope for your studies. Try again. Try again. Try again. The God is going to satisfy you. God is going to satisfy your soul and your spirit. Hallelujah. Come on, let's say, God, anoint me. Equip me. Gift me. Give me talents. Give me abilities. Give me skills. Give me technologies. Give me sciences that will help me navigate my secondary calling. You have called me to yourself and now you are equipping me to serve you and have impact. To go back to the primary assignment which is to have dominion to multiply and to replenish the earth. I dominate in my industry. Everything I do is for domination. It is for multiplication. Everything that I do is to replenish all these gifts, refine them, make them better by your spirit. May my value increase 
in my sector of influence. May my value increase by the weight of the gifts upon my life in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word today, oh God. We thank you for the work that you have done in our lives today. We thank you, Master. We give you the glory. Take charge, oh God, and go ahead of your children, oh God, even as they go to different sectors, oh God. May your grace be ahead of them, oh God. May they find solutions that they never saw last week, Friday, oh God. May they come back to realize that it was all within them. The answer had been lying inside of them all this time. Father, we thank you that the eyes of their eyes will be enlightened and revelation will come in. And my Father, rescue them. And they are calling in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you and we honor you. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.